Hey, good evening, Let's Talk family. And um, tonight, Wednesday night, what we are going to try to attempt to do is the first Wednesday of every month. We're going to attempt to uh, talk about men dealing with trauma. And in our second episode, which technically is our first episode, Basim and myself is going to talk about men in toxic relationships. Good What's evening, on, everybody. Bro? Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> My name is Basim Abdulaziz. I am the owner of Development Life's New Direction LLC. I help individuals maneuver their way through trauma. Because many of us deal with trauma. We were born into trauma. Some of us, some of us, every day we walk outside our door, we embrace some type of trauma. So I help individuals that are ready to receive help get the help that's necessary so they can live a happy life. Great. Yeah, we was having we was having a discussion that um I want to behind the scenes that I want to talk about um understanding what is a what is toxic? Because we've, you know, a lot of times we've heard new words and new phrases that jump in the lexicon and it's like they're prevalent. So most people be like, oh, you're narcissistic, this, that, and third. And they try to put a behavior or an assessment on an individual that may or may not be true. So because this is the topic of our discussion once a month, I want to ask you, what is, what is toxic? What What is that? Well, toxic is those that show up in unfamiliar um, behavior, for instance. Uh, Most of us tend to have normalized certain behaviors, and when people come and they're not acting in a normal way, we look at it as being toxic. Okay. Yeah, because I always wonder, like, you know, people try to say, oh, that's toxic. You know, and and according to some people's understanding, it might be a level of normalcy where they may be like, um, oh, this is normal behavior. And you'd be like, I've never been around this. I'm in a toxic situation. Let me remove myself. And they may not see them. See, you may see yourself in a toxic situation, but they may not feel like the situation is toxic for you. Um, So I always um, A lot of time we use the word toxic when some of us have growth. As we grow and mature to different levels, things that we may have been involved in early in our life, we tend to remove ourselves from that situation because that no longer fits us. So we look at it as being toxic. So we tend to try to stay away from situations such as that because it hinders our growth. Okay. Okay. Well, I got some questions for you, man, this week, and uh, hopefully we can go over these questions and, um, really be able to uh, give ourselves a better understanding as well as everybody in the chat, a better understanding. What is a toxic relationship? Well, toxic relationship can be uh, physical or it can be mental, abusive. Uh, It depends upon who's receiving it because we all have a certain level of what we're willing to tolerate and what we're willing not to tolerate with. And anytime that you're doing something to us that's not enjoyable to us, it can become a toxic relationship. Well, one of one of the things that um with your program that you run is you you assist people that's ready to work on their issues. 
Absolutely. Oh. Uh, I have a 12-step program that I utilize with my uh, business, and I also have a six-step program that I utilize, depending on your budget. Uh, I help individuals to conquer their fears because a lot of times it's fear. Fear would hold us back. Okay. A lot of times we sit and, and we ponder and we want to do something, and we won't do it because of the fear, because we don't know what's on the other side. And the only way to uh, learn what's on the other side, you have to take the step to the other side to find out what's over there. How does how does how does one identify the in a toxic relationship? Well, usually the toxic relationship presents itself uh, when things start to become not as normal. One, that's one sign. If you used to your wife, your girlfriend, when you come home, a hug and a kiss, and all of a sudden there's no hug and a kiss when you come home. That, that is a telltale sign. When you start finding yourself because your home situation is not that great, you tend to, uh, anytime there's overtime at the job, you want it. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be home. Yeah. Somebody having a party, I'm going to stay at the party, I'm going to get drunk, I'm going to come home, I'm going to go to sleep. I don't have to deal with it. So it's basically, it basically becomes a... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Who you, your wife, like you said, your wife or girlfriend or whatever, you basically, um, or your mate, you, you basically just becomes your roommate at that time. You don't even right. live with you, them. You went space. from uh, a loving relationship, you enjoying each other's company to the point, look, when you see each other, fire you might hit your eyes like, I can't stand her, you know? And it's something that a lot of people find themselves into nowadays. And, you know, one of the number one reasons. And I teach that in my course is communications. A lot of times we have bad communications. We tend to talk to everybody but the right person. If you're not talking to the person that you're in a relationship with, you're talking to the wrong person. Your girlfriend, she can't help you because she's not in a relationship with you. Mm. If he's talking to his male friend, he can't help him. He's not in that relationship. So we have to learn that we have to start communicating with one another in order for us to solve problems. Because I might know, might not know it's a situation if we're not communicating. I mean, is it? Do you think this is is any correlation between manhood and toxicity? No, no, uh, because it affects male and female. It's not just a man thing, and it's not just a woman thing. It affects both. It depends on where you at in your relationship. You know, I find a lot of times now with males, especially males maybe coming home from prison or they just don't seem to have it together for the job market and she's so far advanced, you know, he might find himself in a toxic relationship because eventually good sex might wear out, you know. When he come home, he's strong, back strong, is new. But when the bills start rolling in, the bills is not new, and you got a whole new mouth to feed. So then it becomes a situation where it's a, um, it could become financial abuse, emotional abuse, before it even begins physical, or or even let's just state, I'll just stick to toxicity. It could be emotionally toxic, uh, verbally toxic, verbally. as well as and. Sometimes it can become physical. 
depending on the individual. You know, sometimes we have all, some people live a, a fairy tale life. And in a fairy tale life, if you're not fitting into the equation, that relationship will soon become toxic. Because mentally they have it mapped out from A to Z how the relationship is supposed to go. You know, I, f- I find that that interesting with when, when um you know being in, in different groups, and you always hear t- people talk about relationships. I always try to look at it from an objective position. That you you find that people always say, "Oh, I didn't know him, or I didn't know her. I only knew their representative." And I find it interesting that they always, a lot of times people, for lack of accountability, they blame the representative instead of um, the choices that they make or the decisions that they make and focus on the the other person and not focus on themselves. Well, I find a lot of times when people uh, find themselves in these relationships, they never got to know each other. You know, it was head over heels, we in love. And once you bring in the physical part of the relationship, you're not going backwards to figure out what's your favorite candy, what's your favorite color. We passed that already. You know, you have to take that time. You know, that's why it was so important. And we might laugh at um, our elders. They courted for a while before the relationship became physical. They had an opportunity to get to know one another. And nowadays, it's just like, it's no vetting process. It. It's, it's no vetting process. And then you'd be like, you know, you, you, you wind up marrying or being in a relationship with, the, and I've seen it a lot with the um, people having kids with people that you had, you, you did all this with somebody that's your total opposite. Y'all have nothing in common. Um, so, so, so much so that, you know, this person might be a vegan and you might eat meat and they don't even want meat in the, in the home. Absolutely. That's just like I I live in a home. There's no pork in my house, you know, but because me and my wife know each other, that's something we agreed upon. Yeah. You know, and this this is what what has to happen. We have come. We have conversation daily. You know, we take time out and we constantly learning new things every day. Without learning new things, you're you're defeating the purpose of a relationship. I I always like to say a relationship is um, two imperfect people (laughs) living together to try to live perfectly together. Absolutely, but it's all about the growth because each day you're supposed to get together and grind out together so you can grow. And what happens a lot of times when people start growing, that's when a relationship becomes toxic because they're not growing. One person might be having a growth spurt while the other individual is just stuck. Yeah. Oh, do you, do you, I, and this is kind of like a, a weird question I got for you. Do you believe staying is not as bad as leaving? It depends on the situation, but staying can be harmful and hurtful. You know, if you stay in for the wrong reasons, because it creates resentment. You know, you got some men, I'm staying for my kids, but you resenting it the whole time and you really not doing your kids any justice because 
They see you in, in your your companion in turmoil all the time. Mm. So how are you really hurting your kids? What you're doing is you're teaching them something negative from the door. So when they grow up, this is their limited belief of what a relationship is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I find that to be interesting because you, you always hear people say they're not happy. They're not just, but they're going to stay because of the kids. And it's like, uh, you really going to stay because of the kids, you know, and um, to each his own with that. But it's just fine. I just find it interesting that a person will, su- you know, suppress their happiness for some other stuff. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of people that do it, but here it is. You made you're talking 18 years plus depends on how many children you have that you're willing to stay in a relationship that you ain't happy. So when you're not happy, you're creating, you creating drama yourself because you're not happy. Do you think that a person's definition of manhood is a hindrance for them staying like, man, Basim, I gotta stay, man. Like this is what men do. Men, Men take care of their families, men stick and stay. And then she may, I'm just giving an example. She she may be one of the type of females be like, oh, you ain't nothing but an F. You, you soft. You giving up on us. But he may be at that crossroads like, he got to go. Each situation wants something different. It might be a situation where he might be in the process of being physical with her, putting his hands on her, being very violent. So he know where it's headed for. So he's doing the best thing for both of them, and he's leaving that situation. You think it's? Do you ever think it's ego over manhood? A lot of times it is. You know, our ego will put us in some positions, and we have to talk ourselves off the roof. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, no man really wants to be seen as a weak man especially among his peers, you know, and he don't want his woman talking down to him at the same time. That creates a whole nother problem. Yeah. I, 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 you know, you, you, most um, people try not to admit it, but I don't think, I don't think that um, women sometimes realize how fragile a man's ego, definitely if he loves her and that's the love of his life, how fragile his ego is towards her and how quick that she attacked. Like, for example, he may be in a situation where he, like you used the perfect example of the financial thing, uh, brother be out of pocket, can't find a job, going from uh, job to job. She's well-established in her career and she may not realize it, like, um, but she uses her accomplishments as a way of putting him down. Oh, and he got ego. He's used to being the man. Right. That's definitely, in most cases, that's a deal breaker. He's not going to be able to sustain that. His ego will not allow him to sustain that, you know. And he's going to lash out physically with her, or they will both become very uh, verbally abusive to one another. And they will have to remove, somebody will have to be removed from that relationship. Yeah, you you know, that in that scenario, which is crazy, you actually see that a lot where 
those roles are, as we would say, the roles have reversed over the period of time in our society. And um, a lot of a lot of women are the primary, not not the primary breadwinner, but just say they're making more money than their counterparts in some instances. And sometimes we use situations as a weapon, which is weird. We use situations as a weapon against our mate. Well, it, it works both ways because men can be very vindictive as well. And mm-hmm. you have some men that uh, aren't necessarily men, they're males. They don't want to grow up and actually take on the responsibility of what it is to be a man. So a lot of times they get called out and they can't take it when they get called out. <laughs> that goes back to that toxic thing that they created and they don't understand you created this. You created that to talk to you in a manner that she talked to you because you didn't show up as a man. She thought she had a man and you showed up as a boy. You're emotional midget, as I like to say. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, because because you you know for me, you know, I I've been in situations where I found myself like reactive. And you'd be like, what the heck I do that for? What do that for? And then when you start to mature and you start to realize and you start to look at stuff as a learning experience, um, most people that 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 knew me prior to certain things happening, they may say, like, I'm detached. <laughs> and I'll be like, I'm not detached. I'm just not gonna uh base any decision off of emotion. I'm gonna think, I'm gonna think it out and I'm gonna think things through. And it's 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 a it's an amazing battle that you go, uh, you fighting that fight within yourself. Like, you well, well, that's one of the things you know. Uh, through my course, I teach self love, and we have to start embracing ourselves, loving ourselves. Most of all, understanding ourselves. Nobody can understand you like you can, and in the process. It's a lot of work. We have to start pulling back some layers because sometimes it may be a little boy still in there that somebody told him he would never amount to being anything. And we Hmm. have to let him know it's okay and give him permission to leave. So growth is very important. Getting to know yourself is tops. Because if you don't know yourself... (laughs) How do you expect somebody else to know what you like and what you don't like? Because you don't know. You think you you think that um, and, and and I know this ain't a, this ain't a relationship show, but we're talking about men staying in toxic relationships. So I guess it would be considered that for for a man that's in the quote unquote looking for a mate. You think he should reveal? Who he is emotionally to 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 a potential suitor, because he may be guarded and be like, you know, I can't, I don't want to lay the pull of layers back and tell her everything. Not that I'm trying to be dishonest, but I I don't know if she'll be able to handle the stuff that my the stuff that I've been through. Well, I believe honesty is the best policy, you know, because the longer you prolong it, she becomes attached to who she think you are. So 
I feel like you should go ahead and let her know exactly who you are, opposed to stringing her along and then dropping a bomb on her. Now you put her in a position like, do I want to deal with this or do I not want to deal with this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you on that. A lot of a lot of times what happens, like I said, that representative or person feel like that representative just stepped off, be like, oh. This the real you. Had I known, I wouldn't have put myself in this in this situation. How do, how does one? Because I know, and I know that we don't want to be the uh, get off my lawn type of guys, but in some instances we need to bring it back to how it used to be. Um, with with, with the vetting process and and understanding that I'm coming from a toxic environment. In my past, you may have that toxic environment in your past. So now we need to really have these conversations and talk. What 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 would be when somebody comes to you, uh, Bassine, and they they're honest with you and they pull back all the layers and they, you know, they start getting really emotional with you. What is your advice to tell them to do if they're just living in? a bunch of toxicity well the biggest thing is you have to pull back all the layers because the layers are part of your past and you can't live in your today as long as you're living in your yesterday so you can't possibly even prepare for tomorrow because you haven't made it to today yet so what's best is to go ahead and pull them layers back embrace what you need to embrace in order for you to move forward. And in so, and in so many cases, like we're talking about men staying in toxic relationships, and um, anybody in the chat that has any questions for Basim or myself, um, Basim will answer the questions, or I'll try to answer the questions as best as possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but uh, if, if you like what's going on, drop some ones in, in the comment. Just drop some ones and let us know you're there. Let us know you enjoy yeah. what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm using your your um you was telling me about prior to the show the um right. <laughs> the, the thing that I wanted to ask you was you trying to give them direction. They working the sixty hours a week trying to get all the time, and they like Basine, you know I can't communicate with her. We don't have no communication. The minute I bring up anything. If I tell her um, it's too much salt in the gravy, uh, if I say anything, uh, it's, it leads to an argument and it's a blow up. What would be your advice to do? Like, what, what well, would be? Well, 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 first of all, is for him to make his decision. I don't make any decisions. Only thing I do is work with you, so you can go to your greatest self and you can pull back the layers. And through various questions and things of that nature, you will figure out things that you want to do. I'm not going to lead you one way or other because you have to be your own leader. You have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. I'm just coaching you through because you already know what you want to do and what you don't want to <laughs> do. You know, I'm just trying to help you create that better you. Yeah. Cause you, cause you, you, you see that you, um, 
people, people will be like, I'm, I'm staying. I'm going to just stay in this situation. Like we said before, with the kids, oh, uh, she's under my medical insurance with the job. I got the better medical insurance. And then, you know, um, they don't, they don't really want to step out on their mate, but they'd rather stick and be unhappy. Well, in a lot of cases, men do step out, but at the same token, women step out, you know, opposed to both of you being unhappy, communicating that you are happy, finding out if there's anything we can do to rekindle some of that light that we once shared, they tend to drift off and go on their own separate ways. That's where I go back to my uh, lead statement of talking about uh, communication. And that's one of the first modules that I teach in my course is communications. Or do little, little semi, I call them, uh, you, you said overtime and doing all other things. I call projects to avoid the conversation. They, a lot of people you know, do it. You know, uh, you, the you, guy you may, may. You have individuals that may pull a car up and sit in front of their house for hours because they don't want to go in, in home because they know when I get in the home, it's going to be an argument, which is very unhealthy. And if you're going to continue that situation, you need to really sit down and figure out whether it's time for you to move into your own spot. Mm. So, Basim, do you got any other factors on why a person would stay? Well, there's many reasons. Like I said, sometimes low self-esteem would keep you somewhere because you don't believe in yourself. You believe she might tell you nobody else wants you but me. And maybe you're an overweight guy or maybe you're not the most handsomest guy. It can be a various of things that keep you in that, that position but it's all limited beliefs. It's not the truth. <laughs> it's definitely you guys in the chat, uh, you got to realize a phrase that Basim is saying. Limited, limited is, is not, limited belief is not the truth. Explain to them um, in the chat what you mean by limited belief and it not being the truth. Well, a lot of things are based on what, what, with, with, our family, our environments, our communities, we grow up on these things, believing these things to be relatively the truth. That's just like someone from a racist environment. They grew up racist, so they believe maybe black people, all black people is bad. Is that the truth? Absolutely, that's not the truth. Crystal said, people stay because of fear and fear or starting over. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't establish this with this person. You know, if, if I leave, we got to figure out the, splitting it down the middle or how it's going to be split. So I'll just stay and just, it is what it is. And, and a lot of people, like I said, they stay around until it becomes a problem and you're reading it on the news, he snapped. So before I get to that point, let it go. Which um, anybody in the chat, we have a number under the bottom of the screen on the scroll. It's the um, 1-800-273-8255 hotline. That is actually the suicide hotline. And, um, 
you don't have to uh, be at the point of committing suicide to call that hotline. That hotline is there to listen to what you may or may not be going through um, and somebody to just talk to. Because like Basim said, that sometimes in many cases, people stick and stay and then they quote-unquote snap. We see that suicides is up. Definitely in black males, they're, they're, the numbers are um, skyrocketing up with black males committing suicide, um, committing a murder-suicide where they could kill the family and themselves. So we um, we want to prevent these type of things from happening and dealing people dealing with life and making that choice. So the um, number is 1-800-273-8255. I definitely hope people will really utilize that number to help themselves because it seems like as we move forward and with generation after generation, especially our men are becoming more emotional. You know, uh, a lot of them being raised by women, they're taking on some of the characteristics of women. So they're definitely more in touch with their with the feminine side. And they're willing to hurt you and hurt themselves, you know. Bessie, I have a question there, but I want to ask you the question in reference to you, what you just said. And, 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 and I'm a man, and I know what, you're, what you mean, exactly what you just said. But I think that when men say that about other men or young, our younger men, a lot, of the, a lot of our single parent mothers get offended. Because it, it it it's it, it it's interpreted as we're attacking these beautiful women from being well. Well, able well to it, it's not. Son. It's definitely not an attack on women. I was raised by a single mother myself. What it is is with lack of manhood. You don't know how to be a man. She she do the best she can do, but she cannot teach you to be a man because she don't know how to be a man. So she be the best mother that she can be. And I take my hat off to all the single women because a lot of them do a great job to be by themselves. I'm a, um, I had, I had, I had men in my life. Uh, I used to always say that I didn't have a father around, but that wasn't, that wasn't true. It just wasn't the ideal situation that I wanted. But I definitely had male figures in my life, and I had a grandfather who was, who was my hero. So I I asked that question because a lot of times when you say that, or not just you say it, or when people say it, people you know a lot of our sisters they get offended and be like, oh, I'm doing the best I can. No, no, we're not we're not talking about y'all not being able to do the best you can and what y'all do because it it's incredible for anybody to be a single parent. That no, we weren't created like to be single said. parents. What it is, is the lack of having that man in his life to teach him the various things of being a man, you know, uh, wipe your, wipe, 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 for instance, wipe your penis when you finish urinating. She's not going to tell him that because she don't know that. You know, teach him how to wash himself properly as a man. She don't have them same parts, so she don't know that. So it's definitely not to throw bricks at her or anything. It's just letting it be known that there's no man there. So she had 
he has taken on some of her characteristics, and it's fine. We got we got a couple questions up here. I got I'm gonna read this one to you. Okay. Why do people keep secrets in the whole relationship? Well, most people tend to keep secrets due to the fact they're afraid of revealing their true self. And if he really likes you or she really likes him, a lot of times they show up as who they believe you want them to be. And they won't do anything to shatter that. So if it's holding on to a secret, they're going to probably take it to the grave. Well, uh, I was going to say trust, trust as well. Someone else asked, excuse me, why do people run away from love? Example, when you have never had someone treat you with respect, speak life into you, or push you to want more for yourself, then push them away out of fear or lack of trust. Well, you kind of answered your own question there. Sure did. <laughs> but but definitely, people will sabotage a great relationship because they're not used to having something good. They think it, it, it has to be some type of bad joke being played on me. So I'm going to sabotage this because he or she is this too perfect for me. Uh, somebody else said hello to the room. And hello to you, boss. If you're on Facebook, one of the things with StreamYard you have to do is give StreamYard permission to use your name. So uh, that same scene, somebody say hi to him, but he don't know who it is because you haven't left Facebook. Uh, Facebook is not authorized to just give StreamYard your name. So you have to give them permission. Somebody else said self-sabotage is hidden trauma. Oh, Uh-oh. absolutely it is. <laughs> that, that's part of not going back in layers, holding on to that deep secrets trauma that you don't want to expose. And mm. you will sabotage because you, you, you running around with a bag of issues on your back and it becomes heavy. And you don't know how to take some of that, that baggage off that relationship gonna be gone, mm. and that's and, and and I believe that's very common in um in like as we say the courtship phrase, where where you know you you meet somebody and you feel like they have higher higher standards than you have, so now you're trying to back away from the situation, like now you started sabotaging, doing all types of stuff instead of being honest and being like, yo, you know. I'm not ready to commit to someone like you because I, I I don't feel as though, you know, my insecurities uh, are a hindrance for me. I mean, that one being insecure, and I know this, that's a whole different uh, topic, well, Bessie. At the end of the day is opposed to saying, I don't feel I'm a quit it to be with someone like you. Why don't, why, why don't you open up and share? Why, why don't you Teach me how to be be have higher standards because life is about learning. And so often we forget life is about learning. Nobody knows everything. You know, somebody's going to teach you something practically every day. You're going to learn something new. And why not learn something new in your relationship? Someone said maintaining the image is a big part of the problem. 
That's the oh, biggest yeah. part of the problem. That's that limited belief. We run around here living that lie. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, for you for you guys in the chat, I smile when bad saying say limited belief and not the truth. Is it is so on point his phrase that when he first said it, it's like boom, like limited belief and not the truth, because like we have these value systems that some of us may have been raised with that are so far from reality and the truth. Did you be like? Well, I thought this was love, and I was asking about seeing behind the scenes, you guys, in the chat, for an individual who was raised in the bedrock of toxicity, like all types of drama in the home, as we would say nowadays, a broken home, all types of stuff around him. Now, he goes, I'm going to just use him as an example. He goes and he meets somebody that never lived in that type of environment. He might not think it's toxic. He might think it's normal. So Basim has said, uh, what is it again? Unlimited belief. Limited belief and not the truth. Not the truth. When you take yourself and put yourself in a situation that you grew up in, you might think it's normal for your whole family to live in a house. That's not normal. Yeah. You got, you got your aunt, your grandma, everybody, the 10 kids in one room, and that's normal to you. But that's probably due to your situation. Oh, somebody on somebody on Facebook then came with the knockout blow by saying, Okay. Look at this question. This is <laughs> this is a key question, too. I, I I see this question a lot in a lot of groups. Raised off survival and they raised off love. Woo! Woo. That's deep. <laughs> I'm going to ask that person on Facebook a question who asked the question. I want to ask you a question. How does one know what survival is or what love is at that point? Survival, survival becomes an instinct. And once again, love is what we believe makes us feel good. Mm. Interesting answer. Because we do what, what we believe is necessary in order for us to survive. And we love what we like. But that's another subject. I'm not going to go there because sometimes we <laughs> have to understand the difference between a love and a like. they two different things, but sometimes they can become confused. Yeah, because my thing was a person may say, well, I was raised off of love. Um, for example, a person may be like, I had two two parents in the home. I was raised off of love, not knowing the mother was probably stepping out. Just using this example, you guys. Mm -hmm. The father probably had another family across town. He was probably beating on his mother. He never seen it. He or she never seen it. The father was probably beating on the mother. They paid bills. The kid got everything they wanted. So it appeared that it was... It was normal. Go ahead, Bessie. It appeared to be a normal household, but it was very dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. So their interpretation may be like, I was raised off of love, but as they got older, and they may have found out these secrets, and their parents may have told them, the mother be like, look, baby, 
We just tried to give you the best we can, but we both was living in hell. We didn't want to be together. It was over, but we stayed together because of you. Not to try to throw the guilt on the child. But, but, but that's, like, that, that, that's exactly what happens in that case. You just threw the guilt on the child. Like, mm -hmm. that made the child the burden of the relationship. Mm. So, so now, the, how do you how do you think that child is going to move forward in their adulthood when it comes? They're going to have major trust issues. Absolutely, they they're going to have major trust issues. They're going to believe nothing they see, even if they're in it. They're going to have trust issues. I hold up one second, you guys. I think people confuse insecurity with identity crisis. When you don't know who you are, it leaves you vulnerable to opinions of others. Absolutely. That's yeah, why for a lot of people, um, other people's opinions matter to them. You know, um, every I believe that a lot of people want to be considered a good person by their peers. So their their opinion could really bother them to the point where they don't even know if they're coming or going. That's why it's always a great idea to do some inter-frame work so you can get to know yourself. You have to peel back the layers and start turning on your interior lights because the creator created everything that you're going to need. He put it inside of you. And for so long, many of us always looking outside of ourselves to be completed, to be happy. And that's a myth in itself because what's for you is for you and what's for me is for me. But in the process, I have to learn my true self in order to know what's for me. Yeah. When we as adults realize that we don't know everything, then we can start to accept and learn healthier ways of coping with our own issues. If we are not properly dealing with our own issues, we cannot properly manage healthy interactions with anything else. Very oh, true. yeah. Very, Very true. true. This, <laughs> I like this one. What is normal? What is weird? I feel like I feel like what people consider weird is my normal, and their normal is my weird. Well, there, there's nothing wrong with that. If <laughs> if that's what you embrace for yourself, that's great. Yeah, and, and like like Basim said, as long as you can function, because we we're created, and this is um, Basim may want to expound on what I'm about to say a little more when I bring it up. One thing that the pandemic did, and even with social media has done, I personally believe it has made us a little antisocial because we were created to be social beings. We were created to mingle with each other, and as long as you in your weirdness to this person, as long as you and your weirdness can function around other people, who cares? They're normal and you're weird because you don't want to call them weird and you normal. So you'll call yourself weird and them normal. Like I said, as long as you function and you could do what you need to do for you and you and your family, um, it, it's okay. I mean, I, I, I live a very, um, me personally, I live a very, some may say a boring life, but it's comfortable for me, and I'm happy with what I do. Um, some people may not be able to do that. 
and I can concur that, you know, uh, for myself, I'm basically an introvert. And this is me stepping out of my inner self to the world. And it's okay. It's okay to show up and, and show a different side of you. But for the most part, I don't mind spending time with myself because it gives me opportunity to actually dig deeper and learn myself, which is great. Good question coming up here. Getting to know ourselves from our own perspective can still pose a problem. How does one learn to know themselves truthfully without filter of their own distorted perception? Whew. Whew. <laughs> <laughs> Got to take psychology 101 for that question. <laughs> yeah, you do, right? But uh, the, the key is actually like, you know, for me, uh, meditating, breathing, uh, looking at things that are, are more nutritional, mental and physical. And first of all, you got to be honest with yourself. As long as you trying to show up how you want people to perceive you, you're constantly defeating the purpose of saying you're getting to know yourself because you're not. You have to live in your truth. One of the, one of the things that um I could answer that question only from experience. This is not a a, a, a clinical answer. This is an experience answer. You you can know yourself by learning what you like, what makes you happy, and then realize when you what, what makes you happy, and being objective in your thoughts, you start to understand and respect other people's positions, even though you may not agree with them, and and that that comes with a, a level of maturity of tolerance and forbearance, being able to forbear. Like you go to a job. And everybody says about the job, well, everybody has a job snitch, right? But the job snitch may like you. You may not like the quote-unquote job snitch or what they do um, around supervisors. So you forbear who they are for the greater good. I'm just trying to get to work so I can take care of my family. So that's that's a good way of understanding yourself because you may feel like, like I said, you may be so straightforward that you don't think you could tolerate that. But then like when you in them environments, like, you know, the, um, and, and it's funny because I've referenced this, this, uh, interview plenty of times. And it's the interview that Nikki Giovanni and, and James Baldwin did. And she told him, you need to come home and lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> she basically told him. And, and I find it interesting because Nikki Giovanni and James Baldwin um, are two of our iconic figures in the black community. Mm -hmm. Nikki Giovanni and James Bowman, both were LGBTQ. But they were able to give us a lesson about relationships and being able to forbear a bad situation for the greater good. So for you guys in the chat, make sure you look at that interview. I, me personally, I gained so much from that interview. I know that the clips was out frequently but if you can find the whole interview on youtube and 
Think about what she said to him. She said, yeah, you're supposed to come home and lie to me. <laughs> That's deep. <laughs> yeah, for the, for the greater good. So be able to forbear dealing with those situations. And, no, and those situations haven't really changed since then to now. Um, being able to forbear to, 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 to take care of your family. I'm quite sure a lot of us have occupations that we don't like. But we forbear that, and we learn a lot about ourselves. So that's what I would suggest for that person to really get to know who they are. <laughs> yeah, she basically was saying, you get that white man, Grace. <laughs> so give me some grace, too. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, give me some grace, too. You ain't lying about that one. And it was deep. It was a lesson, and it was a lesson, and, and I hope that um that interview stays with us as long as humanity exists and we continue to benefit from she's still alive we continue to benefit from nikki giovanni and continue to benefit from james baldwin's work somebody says sometimes we can get to learn ourselves from other people yes we just have to learn to know what to keep and what's to throw away i, I agree somewhat and somewhat i disagree because sometimes we we get lost in other people in their journey, and we end up abandoning our own journey. And know that your journey, once you come through that fire or or or, or test, that Basim knows, and he knows what I'm about to say. <laughs> once you go through all that test, all that drama, you appreciate the journey when you get to the other side. Absolutely. Uh, be that's like, what wow, makes you your own unique self. You have to go through something in order to want something, want to be something. That's what it's all about. That them tests. They made nothing but learning experiences. Yes. So you guys in the chat, uh, if you got any more questions for Basim, he, he's here. Um, I'm here. You know, this is our second episode of Men Dealing With Trauma, and the topic is on the screen. It says men in, men in toxic relationships, so we kind of went. We didn't go too far off topic. We stayed on topic uh, as much as possible, and, and I hope that this conversation can not only benefit us but benefit someone out there and be a vehicle to change and look at themselves and be like, you know what, this is what I need to do. Like Basim said, nobody's going to tell you what to do because you have the answer. You just got to figure out what you're going to do because you already know what it is. Well, mo most people do have the answers, but sometimes like we all need to be coached. You can be a, a, a NFL player, great as you want to be, but that coach on the sideline, he sees things in that you can't see, and he can tweak your game to take it to that next level. And that's what I offer individuals. I help individuals take their life to another level. You have to be willing to participate. You have to trust the process. The process is there for you. So anybody that's on, you can reach me at Wasim Abdul Aziz on Facebook, Instagram. Leave me a message in my box. If you want to continue this conversation, you want to set up a 15-minute introduction session to get to know each other better so we can uh, maybe potentially do some work together? Absolutely. 
and like Basim said, you know, he's he's available uh for anyone if you have any questions like you look definitely um link up with Basim as well as you can link up with myself. We're gonna try to do like I said, we're gonna try to do this. We're gonna try to do this once a month. Um and basically we, we're we're here and um we're it's not about Basim or myself, it's about us men as a collective, not just men, but we want to focus on men because we're men and we believe we both believe that men need to um take their rightful place as leaders. Um, not that women can't lead, but men need to lead by example and be able to talk about some of the traumas that they have faced in the past and how they got through. Someone said healing is a lot of work. You definitely definitely is. You have to be willing to put the work in. If you broke and been broken for a long time, you got to be willing to put that work in. Got a question for you, Bessine. Ready to go. Who decides whose perception is flawed or whose perception is right away? When speaking with each other, you may take what they're saying completely out of context. Communication and comprehension is important for all relationships. I said that at the beginning of the show. I said that in the middle of the show. Communication. We must communicate. And we have to learn how to communicate effectively. Not just communicate. We have to communicate effectively in order for both parties to come to an understanding. That's right. Be the example and leader of your family. Absolutely. So, you guys, this concludes our show. Like I said, reach out to Basim Abdul Aziz. He's on he's on Facebook as well as Instagram. What's the number to 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 this spot? And you can reach me at 908-416-2934. Yeah, for any um assistance. Uh and we will have hopefully we'll have another show. The first week of April, we're gonna to try to do this once a month, like I said. And um, and if we get bigger, if more people want uh, us to do a show, we might stretch it to twice a month. It's up, it's up to you guys, um, as well. Remember, like, share, subscribe, tell a friend, and tell a friend. Like I said, we're just here, just having a conversation amongst brothers. So if you know somebody that would like to join the conversation. Tell them to reach out to Basim and we'll figure out something on when we could get them on as well. Somebody said, what does that mean? Is the number question that should be asked? I, I'm, I'm not, I'm confused by, by the question. I'm confused by the question. With that, Everybody have a blessed night. Take care. Until next time, we out.